0: Quash, everybody. It's your boy back with the Feedback Podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with one of Austin's favorite DJs, one of my favorite DJs, the one and only DJ Mel. And uh, we talked about how he got started DJing, uh, how Nasties got started. You know, it's been there 17 years, the longest running party in Austin every Monday. If you ever been there, you got to check it out. Also, we talked about song requests, which is something I like to bring up to DJs, trying to get their take on it uh and last but not least the man got to play for the president uh multiple times so i definitely wanted to hear that story i'm sure you guys are gonna love it so this episode is longer than the previous ones because we talked so much there was so much to say and uh i really i can talk to the guy for hours so just bear with us all right let's go And we're live, this is your boy back with the Feedback Podcast, and I'm here with the legendary DJ Mel. Y'all know DJ Mel, how you doing? How's it going? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, so for those who don't know you, who are not that many
1: people, I would say at this point, <laughs> uh,
0: come on, you can you can brag a little. You've been around no, no, for years. No, dude. Over yeah, I mean, I've lived
1: here for a very long time, but... I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely a big town, you know what I mean? Like maybe there was a time like maybe 10, 15 years ago where, you know, you could go somewhere and you could pretty much recognize everyone that's there or, um, you can, or someone would recognize you or whatever. Yeah. Just on the fact that the town was small, you know, and that like, you know, um, people like everyone kind of knew everyone, you know, It's it's still the case, man. Not really so much now. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like, there's a lot of people like, okay, here's a good example. When I, I took a friend out to a restaurant recently, um, uh-huh. Salty Sal, on, over on the east side, yeah. over on Manor Road. And I just sat there and I did not recognize one person. And I started thinking to myself, like, I can bet money that most of these people in this restaurant have uh-huh. not lived in Austin more than five years.
0: I mean, that's, that's recently, but you've been around, you've been in Austin how long?
1: 94 94 yeah like yeah it's been a while you know um and before i was even living here proper you know i was here a lot i was here a lot like going out or hanging out from where so um colleen oh come on this is this next door yeah yeah totally i mean it's like it's basically round rock you know what i mean with a military base you know so (laughs) so yeah you know um you know it's it's a lot different you know i mean i mean i don't and even back then it wasn't even like, ooh, like there's melt like no, it was, it was nothing like that. And it's not like that now. And it's fine. I mean I you know, like I was telling a friend recently, like, I'd rather go eat somewhere like far away, like up north or way south, uh-huh. than like like eat somewhere central or uh-huh. whatever. Because I just to avoid maybe bumping into someone I know, you know what I mean? Because that that happens a lot. Like not so much like not so much like people who know who I am, yeah. but just like my friends or whatever. Because like there's a lot of times when I would rather like just go somewhere and eat and just eat. You know what I mean? And oh, because you
0: were bothered all the time back in the days. Like you'd sit down at a I don't know what's the old restaurant in here like, or like, you go like, out somewhere
1: yeah like star seeds or yeah, 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 or yeah. Magno- someone, someone Mag- walks up to you oh my god dj mel no what's up? no it's nothing like that it's like hey mel what's up it's like someone that i knew you know what i mean like or yeah or someone who saw me at the at a bar or something but it wasn't like on some you know fanatical kind of fan you know like no crazy fan my tips. no no <laughs> it's never been that way and it will never be that way and i'm quite alright with that so That's yeah.
0: Good. so how did you uh uh, how'd you get started,
1: man? Tell um, us the story. Tell tell you the story. Once um, upon a time, <laughs> little Mel. Um, well, there was a time when um I was like, well, first off, I mean, I've always been into music. I always bought records. Mm-hmm. Um, I had forty fives, and I've, I you know, I had you know rock records and whatever. And I always, I always loved music. I mean, I really had like this thing about music. And is that a family thing? Like your, um, yeah, you're yeah
0: playing in the house. Yeah, Paris, I mean, yeah,
1: up? I mean, my dad, like you know, he had some disco records here and there, which were, you know, uh, kind of funny. Like the one record he used to play all the time, which was, you know, like I used to think was kind of corny when I was a kid. I was just like, mm-hmm. he's there's this uh, record uh, by this artist named Dan Hartman. And the song is called Instant Replay. And um, Dan Hartman um, was a pretty popular, like, you know, um, kind of like a disco artist back, like, you know, in the 70s. Uh-huh. And then in the 80s, you know, he, uh, he had a song in this movie called uh, Streets of Fire called um, I Can Dream About You. Remember that song? I wasn't here, man. Okay. Anyways, anyways <laughs> it, it's like a popular 80s song. You know okay. what I mean? It's kind of like a dancey kind of love song. and I'll probably like it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, you know, he kind of like, you know, like when that song came out, you know, I already knew about him because of my dad, you know. Mm-hmm. But that song was quite a departure from the disco song that like my dad used to play in the house all the time. So, you know, um, you know, he used to play all those songs or whatever. And I used to be obsessed with the radio and and all that kind of stuff. And so around the time when I was like kind of rebelling and, and, you know, um, when was that, 16, 18. Yeah. Like I was really young and I, you know, and I, you know, me and my friends would sneak into bars, you know? And, um and I like, yeah, of course like, it was crazy. Like, Oh my God, I'm in this bar and like, look at all these chicks and like, look at all these weird people in here <laughs> and, and whatever. I, I was, I was so like wide eyed about it, you know, but also I was really like locked into the, guy who was DJing you know. Yeah. And so um I would run up to the booth and like even though I kind of didn't know what he was doing in a way, uh-huh. um like he was playing a lot of the records I already had, you know. So I was like, wow, this dude like he's playing this music and he's and he's mixing. Did so I would watch this dude a lot, you know. Did you,
0: did, did you know the guy? Like who was
1: it? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Is like dude he was like, he was like some random guy and um so, but coming from a musical background and studying music, you know, like piano, guitar, and playing trumpet, and being in marching band and jazz band, and s- studying like music theory and all that kind of stuff. Oh, as a it kid, had to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I was listening to him, and it just didn't sound right. You know what I mean? It just the the really? way the way he was mixing it was was it it didn't sound right to me for some reason. You know, but now thinking like looking back at it, he was just like. He was just mixing things, at, on, on, you know, like on the wrong bar and everything was just kind of like not phrased right. And it like it just musically, it didn't fit, you know. And that's why I thought it was weird, you know. Uh-huh. He was just mixing it wrong. I mean, he was beat matching, uh-huh. but he was just mixing the songs like... Uh, like, at the, at the wrong bar, you know, or on the wrong bar. So
0: you were underage at the club or at a bar. There was a dude playing, and you were just standing there going, no, nah, he's not doing a good job? No,
1: I you know, I liked what he was doing. The selection was... Dude, it was great, but, like, for some reason, I was, like, I, I was listening to him and, like, just coming from a musical background mm-hmm. and knowing everything about scales and notes and time signatures and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It just, it sounded weird to me, and I was like... What's like, I don't know, like it doesn't sound right to me for some reason. And then it wasn't until like I finally like, you know, uh, jacked my dad's, you know, you know, home turntable, his JVC turntable, took it into my room and got a mixer from like my buddy's dad from down the street and mm-hmm. I had a cassette player on the other side or whatever and tried to do the try to emulate what this guy was doing at the club. That's when I realized that it's not easy. You know what I mean? What it made it even more harder was the fact that, like, the the turntable didn't have a pitch control, so I couldn't control the speed. So I had to, like, slow it down with my finger oh, and wow. all that kind of stuff. And I remember when I started doing that, you know, my dad, like, my dad, like, walked in the room, and he was just like, I know what you're doing, dude. You need to put that back in the living room. Really? You know? yeah, oh, yeah, totally, dude. He was, like, so, like, come on. Is it like, like... I mean, this is common with, like, a lot of DJs, you know? It's just, like, the thing about your dad's stereo, you don't ever touch it. Actually, that's true.
0: I, my dad had this, like, it was stacks and stacks. It was He had the the record player at the top, yeah. the equalizer in the middle. Yeah, and the tape. And the tape's at the bottom. Yeah. And, like, nobody could touch that stuff.
1: Yeah, it was your dad. Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. It's like, it was like my dad's pride and joy. I mean, it was just, like... He did spend a lot of money on it, and then here I am like jacking it and taking it into my room and, <laughs> awesome and then me breaking breaking the needle, which he wasn't even happy about, you know and so um so you know soon after you know after like saving some money and working some crappy jobs here and there, um I was able to like um you know uh go to a pawn shop and um get some like home turntables that did have a pitch control mm-hmm. and um and then that's when um I remember that. I think this is pretty crucial, like, as far as, like, my DJing is concerned, where I, I pretty much for, like, six or seven months just locked myself in my parents' room, in my my, my house, like, my room at my parents' house, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I ever did. Like, I just practiced. I, I mean, just...
0: Were you on records and you on equipment? And yeah,
1: everything? I just, dude, I locked myself, you know, and, like... You know, I taped everything that I did, you know, and, and I would listen wow. to it. Yeah, I was really, really into it, you know, and I think that that period as far as like learning uh-huh. and just learning fundamentals and all that kind of stuff was very important. You know, like, and if I if I had never done that, I don't think that, you know, um Maybe I wouldn't be as solid, or or at least know the fundamentals of DJing. Were you, now you
0: were know? you going back to the bar and check out that guy? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, and You're like, just talking
0: shit the whole time. Yeah.
1: Well, there was there, <laughs> were, there was this, there were there two there were two dudes at this club that DJ. There was, um, there was like the heavy metal dude. You know what I mean? He was always drunk. Uh-huh. I mean, he would mix records. I mean, he was okay at it he was pretty good at it and you know he was just the metal dude and he's always faded you know what i mean and then this a rock star just up there dude, all he the shakes was, drunk dude he was so out of control man and he's like you're
0: like one th- day i'll be better than you
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> anything like that and then there was the other dude that really like took me under his wing and oh cool yeah I, I, he was like uh, his name is jay he was like this he was like this korean dude and like most korean dudes like are you know they're not very tall You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This dude was like six, like six, nine. Dude, this dude was tall, dude. I mean, he could play. If he wanted to play ball, he could. You know what I mean? He was, but he was like the nicest dude. And like, you know, um, I would come in, you know, like, you know, and he would teach me, you know, and I would watch him or whatever. And then I would fiddle with the lights while while he was DJing just as like for something to do, you know, it was kind of like this weird, like kind of like apprenticeship where. You know, um, he was which, your sensei, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and so years later, you know, um, you know, I got to play at that bar for a while, and you know, what got, was the bar? Oh my god, what's it called? Um, Jesus, um, I guess what's it called now, or? dude, I don't even think it, ex- it, it exists anymore. Oh, it was in downtown, you, no, no, this, this was, this was in Kalina, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. anyways, like, after that, that, that six or seven month period of like, um, of like just learning and teaching myself and whatever and practicing, I scored my first like club quote unquote residency. And that was at this club where in Colleen where they were like shipping all these DJs from Austin to, to DJ. And this is around the time when like, you know, um, um, like progressive dance music, you know, like, like Depeche Mode and, you know in new order and And you had all that already? Yeah, I already had yeah, dude like dude, I'm a music nerd, dude. Like I had <laughs> all those records already. So like as soon as like they were like, "You know what? It's not even worth bringing these dudes from like Austin, you know, like we're spending a lot of money and right. you know and like some of these guys from Austin aren't really enthused about going to Killeen, Yeah, Which I don't blame them, you know. Um that's when um they asked me, you know, and I remember the first night that i actually DJed there and this i think this is when like tabcs were a little more lax where like it was like a drink and drown night where you paid like 20 bucks or 15 bucks and it was open bar and that would never happen again oh no, yeah it'll never happen again and so it was like imagine a room full of like military dudes and chicks and whatever just faded and like here i am like in this booth like all, all, like like my first gig Like oh my god I like, oh got all these people Hope I don't mess up Hope I don't mess up And like I was doing all the mixes I had done at home You know what uh-huh. I mean Like I really Hadn't really completely Like learned to, Like completely freestyle it You know what I mean Where I'm just like I don't ever plan myself And set. it was all vinyl It was all vinyl You know and, right. and then this is also Around the time when well, at least with those bars back then when they would give the DJs like, Okay, here's a blank check. Go to the record store, buy us a bunch of records, and then bring it to the club and just leave them in the club. It's there are records, but you can use them. Oh so that's, they,
0: a, that's nice policy.
1: So the booth was always packed with records. So I brought my, you know, my little stack. I had like, you know, like a crate full <laughs> at the time and and then all these like dance records and like this place had been open. It had been like a bunch of other clubs back in the day so they had a mass like this collection where it was like current stuff all the way back to disco stuff so it was
0: wow but it was, then okay so you started over there and then you just it was natural to just come to austin
1: yeah well you know um so i did that for a while, you know and then you know i also did radio and i had a radio mix show um back home in colleen and um and I I worked with this guy named uh, Squirrel. <laughs> his name is, that, is Squirrel, Squirrel. But his real that was his nickname. But uh, his uh, his real name was Paul Lawrence. And so um, we had a radio show for you know for a few years and whatever. And this is when I was really getting into hip hop. And this is around the time when um, I don't know. It was the time when like every week, all the promos that were coming into the radio station uh-huh. were just bomb. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it was like. Wu-Tang clan entered the thirty six chambers. It was oh, like it was man. all the, it was like it was like, you know, it was like EPMD and like, you know, Red Man and The Keith, Golden Era, man. Yeah, Keith Murray, like these records were coming in like every week and I would like have dibs on all these records, you know what I mean? And then, you know, um, it was just nuts. It was a great time, you know what I mean? I you know, like I mean, like around that time I also like amassed like this like insane, like hip-hop promo collection stuff like just like promo items like
0: i mean those were the best at
1: the time really oh dude it was dude it was amazing like i've got like 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 when common was common sense i have like common sense hats and (laughs) you know i've got ghetto Boys stuff and it's it's it was pretty crazy it was a great time to be on the radio and then um from there um from there like since I worked at, you know, at the radio station, I got to know a lot of record label people. Right. And I was just really interested about record labels and like, God, you know how, you know, the music industry worked and all this kind of stuff. And I was just so in love with hip hop and all that. I was so about it that I started hitting up all these dudes. Like, you know, like what, you know, like how can I get involved? How can I start working for a record label and whatever? And, um, right. So, you know, I just, you know, I started from there, I started doing like independent promotions where, I was just like by contract, you know, like I was working for all these record labels. Like I would like they would hire me to like work a certain record, you know. Uh-huh. What's a good record, for example? I don't know. Like I don't know. There were like they're like okay, f- like Far Side, yeah. Lab Cab in California. Right. I worked for Delicious Vinyl for like two years or three years or something like that, and that was a record that I had to work. You know, I had to go to retail. Uh-huh. I had to go to radio. Um, you know, I when they were like in Texas. I, I so
0: you're t- doing promo as well as um you know playing on the radio.
1: Yeah, but that was towards the end, like towards the end of like me working on the radio. Okay. So after the radio thing ended, that's when I started doing the record label stuff. And so like, you know, through that, you know, like you know, through working, you know, the record labels and stuff like that, you know, um I just got to meet like a lot of people, you know what I mean? A lot of it's, it's, it's tripped out, like, I mean, back of the day, like, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Fatman Scoop, remember you know that yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. on Fat
0: e- Man Scoop, Cock K Yeah, yeah.
1: he's like on every like, you know, like party record, you know, or whatever. But he used to be uh, he used to be um, like a radio promotions guy for Tommy Boy. So I used to talk to him all the time on the phone, and I was just like, "It's it's crazy, you know." Uh-huh. And like, like, and then years later, he becomes like this guy that's on every record.
0: So after doing the record label stuff, when does you move to Austin happen, and how do you get started? Uh, so around the,
1: around that time, I started like playing um, playing raves here in Austin, like around ninety four ish raves, raves, yeah. And then wow, I um, can't picture you in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it yeah, it was yeah. I mean. I mean, a, I've, I've raid, like, I mean, I've I've played rave like I mean I've played a few raves just recently, but, um, yeah. So I met a girl you know from Austin, uh-huh. and um, you know, and one thing led to another, and I wound up moving here here for her, and um, yeah. The Aww. basically the rest oh no no oh, you know, all, all in together now no Aww. yeah whatever <laughs> so it so it you know I moved here and you know and we shacked up and then the rest was history and you know and then around that time you know um I. I was trying to, like, get into uh, just to kind of, like, you know, find my place here, you know, in Austin mm-hmm. as far as, like, finding a job and, and, and DJing, you know. And it was hard, you know, because, like, I remember I was actually telling someone this recently where, you know, like, the girl I was dating, you know, like, I was like, you know, Christy or whatever, you know, I was like, hey, you know, like, I really want to play more in Austin. And she's like, well, you need to, you know, meet so-and-so. Oh, she already, she was already into. Yeah, the she was. Scene. So yeah, she was already in the scene. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. She knew everybody. You know, and so, so, uh, so she's like, "You need to meet so and so." And then here I was, like, I didn't really know anybody here. And I walked up to you know homeboy, and I was like, "Hey, guy, you know, my name's Mel, and, <laughs> and I and I DJ, and you know, I would I really, like her's... yeah, and I would really like to play your party, you know, and and he just looked at me and he's like, "Yeah, well, that's cool, you know, like I really don't know who you are, but." You know, um, make a tape or whatever. You know, and and and, and give it to me. You know, so uh-huh. so it was like but, that for a while. You know, but fortunately, like when I was still playing raves in Austin, I was still tied in with the guy who was throwing those events. So whenever he would throw something, he would include me. Yeah. So I mean, at least uh, I had that going for a while. So that's like, late nineties. That was like ninety five or whatever. Oh wow! Awesome. You know, and then and then and then like you know. Um, 96, like, or whatever, um, like the summer of 96, like my home girl that I grew up with in, Colleen, she was already settled here in Austin and, you know, um, she worked for the Austin American Statesman and she, uh, was like, Hey, you know what? We, there's this bar that, um, that we do advertising with. You should check out. It's called nasties, you know? Oh yeah. Which, okay. yeah, which I was, I was going to get to that, but all right, go. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So, you know, um. Well, before that, you know, um, yeah, it was nasties, and uh, it was
0: always nasties. It was, it wasn't
1: anything else before that. The bar, yeah, no. It, what the crazy thing about that place is that guy, the guy who owns it, yeah, he bought the bar when he was twenty-five. That was in nineteen eighty-five, and like he's still there. Wow. Yeah. So that's no that, renovation. I don't know. I don't know what it looked like. <laughs> I mean, it essentially <laughs> looks like it did when I first walk, walked in there, like in ninety-six. I mean, basically, you know what I mean.
0: Had, did, the, had the bras and the panties on the ceiling?
1: <laughs> I think it's. I think they were still up there, you know. But, um, yeah. So you know, like you know, my friend Vicky was like, "Hey, you know, you should check this out." Like, you know, a couple of friends of mine um are um throwing this event, you know, and you should check it out. And I was just like, whatever. I was just kind of like trying to find a job, trying to find my way here in Austin, you know. And um, so I just kind of panned it for a while, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And then um and then, you know, I got a job at no 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 no. And then I finally went to Nasties to check it out. And you know, it was these two girls that started it and you know, Rachel and Tiffany and this other guy named Chris Chen. Um they're, they're the they're the guys that they're, they're, they're the ones that founded the event,
0: and they were looking for a DJ. Or well, they just... already they
1: they already had two DJs. There was Snotty and Snoopy, and Snotty <laughs> Snotty and Snotty was a white dude, and and Snoopy was a black dude, and they were both really dope DJs. But the deal with Snoopy was he had a very rocky relationship where like like it it really like hindered his career like DJing uh-huh. because he was having so many like problems or whatever. I don't know what they were, but I just remember that you know that he would have to take a break from DJing a lot because of like he because of his relationship. So anyways, when Snoop like Snoopy like was no longer in the, f- the picture and they needed another DJ, that's when they approached me. So and that was 17 years ago. That was 17 years ago. And then so through the years it was like after you know, and then and as soon as I got that gig, a couple months after that, I had to go on the road with this metal band That was on a label that I worked for. Mm -hmm. I toured with them on the Lollapalooza tour back in 97. And um, so I had to bring in J.D., who's like a really old friend of mine. So he he covered for me Mm -hmm. while I was on on the road with this band. And then when I got back, Snotty left. You know, he had to leave and move to Dallas and take over his father's business. And and then it was just me and J.D.
0: Oh, so it, so then when did when did you take when did you take
1: over, like full full time like it's just, by myself? Yeah, uh, just recently. Like I mean, probably like within the last couple of years. So so it was like me and JD for like a, a long time, and then after that it was me and Baby G, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Baby G, yeah, yes. and that was a really fun time, you yes. know, because I had known G for a very very long time before that, you know, and I always looked up to the dude. I'm like. Yeah, this is Baby G, big man. Big up,
0: big up, Baby G. Yeah, if I mean, if you're listening, if you know him, yeah, big he, up.
1: yeah, he was the king of Dallas, man. He was, dude. Yeah, Baby G. I'll have him on the show. Yeah, I, I gotta have. You need, baby yeah, G. you need to have that. Yeah, you need to spend some spend, spend some time with the guy. But um, so after you know, after uh, Baby G, it was um, Dave Miranda. You know, John Mighty. John Mighty. Yeah, another one. Yeah, and that <laughs> was fun too. I mean, seriously,
0: your whole generation, if I could call it a generation. Yeah. Between you, uh, Chicken George, uh, Baby G, Nick knack Who else was in that that class? Uh, I would say Manny, probably. Maybe, oh, it was a little bit later.
1: No, you could, you could throw yeah, Manny in there. Yeah, totally. there. Yeah, There's
0: Manny, and then um, there's Knick-Knack, and then... Um... That whole generation, man. You guys really... I mean, that's about when I first came to Austin in 1998. Like, you were the ones that pretty much... You know, everybody wanted to hear because you know Nasty's was up. I remember um, Baby G had started uh, Ring the Alarm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
0: John came came on later. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was it. It was and what was Jeff at the time?
1: It, Jeff was kind of doing his thing. Kind of, I think, wasn't it at um, Red Fez? He was yeah, kind of doing his that, thing there, and, and then know.
0: there was Oslo. That's why I met him. Yeah, officially. and
1: I used to play there with him. Yeah, yes. yeah I used to play there as well. That's why I met him. Oh officially my god, Oslo! I almost, I almost forgot about that. Band. And Inverse. I met in verse that, yeah, that, that year inverse Yeah, and in Yeah, yeah. So, um, so after you know uh, Dave Miranda, um, then there was Prince Clausen or Chris Clausen. Yeah, yeah. And we played together for a few years, and then he uh, ran off to New York, and then uh, it was Rachel Honeycomb. Yeah, that's right. For a few, like maybe a year. And then she was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I have a, you know, I'm married and, you know, I, I own a salon and mm-hmm. I need to focus on that. And that's when I started kind of doing it by myself.
0: Yeah, but, but you've been involved for 17 years. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, congrats, man. That, that thing you had uh, on Monday.
1: Yeah, no, th- thank you. It was really fun. You know, um, I know that Mondays, even from the get-go, you know, it was is a, is a hard sell you know it it really is
0: it is but how would like how would you describe it to someone who's never been how
1: would you describe it i mean um i like it because it's not so much of a scene it's mm-hmm. not one thing or, or or another you know i think it's a nice little cross section of like of folks that live here mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's not I mean, it's all inclusive. It's not just one thing. I mean, anyone can go there and not feel out of place. You know?
0: Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I, I can see that. One thing I'll say too is that because it's it's Monday, it doesn't get out of control.
1: Yeah, I think people have to kind of like uh, have some constraint, you know, yeah, because it, they know that I either have to go to work or I have yeah, to go to school the exactly. next day. You know, Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Nasty is definitely. Uh, if you guys never been, it's really dope. Uh, it's over there on uh, Guadalupe and Thirty Eighth Thirty Eighth Street. Yeah, yeah Maiden Lane, across yeah. from Amy's Ice Cream. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right,
1: basically, right behind it.
0: Yeah, those spot. Those those spot. When you walk in, look at the all the panties and the <laughs> <laughs> the panties and the bras hanging yeah.
1: on the ceiling. Bring some. Bring some hand hand sanitizer. <laughs> uh, I I do. I do i bring well, I bring it everywhere, but
0: no, but it's nice it, it's nice there's a little little dance floor on the corner, you know I like the it. crowd's always cool it's yeah. not uh it, it, it's fun, it's a lot of fun uh wow you you kind of jumped ahead
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, i mean, I mean uh, we could we, we could have touched on that you know like later on, but it i mean that, and that's kind of how it worked out you know um mm-hmm.
0: so i had a I had a conversation with uh Get Slice. Okay. On my pre- on a previous show about song requests, and he said that you know the golden rule, I guess, the rule of thumb is, yeah, don't be as long as you're not being a dick about it. Yeah, and you're not, um, you know, being obnoxious and like, hey, you know, it's my birthday or whatever. Sure. <laughs> whatever sure. You think, uh, then it's okay. Uh, what's your What's your take on that? And then right. I'll And then I'll tell the story that what you did, that's legendary. I think it's the best song request story ever.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think back in the day, I mean, I I didn't really handle it very well, you know. um, Yeah, it would just get kind of ugly, you know what I mean? Like, I think in the last few years, I've, like, taken, like, not just with, like, you know, um, with requests, but just, like, in life in general, with, like, dealing with people, Uh you know, just looking at things a little more deeply than just okay well okay it's just black and white and you know this person's just being annoying and actually more than 9 times out of 10 they're not trying to be annoying you know what i mean they really aren't yeah you know what i mean it's just it's just kind of how you take it you know and there are a lot of times back in the day i was not very you know nice about it you know or diplomatic or whatever i was What not, would you do just
0: ignore them
1: I would Talk? either i would either talk crap back, you know, I would just not be nice to them. You know what I mean? And, and, like, here's a good example. When I opened for James Murphy just recently at Emo's um Thanksgiving weekend. Right. Um I, I had just finished playing, and, you know, it was a fun set. You know, I had a good time. And so, like, you know, usually I played to the bitter end of an event, but this was kind of like a treat because I only played until, like, midnight or something like that. And so I got to hang out in the crowd, you know, and watch James Murphy play. Right. From LCD Sound System. So I was just standing there with Rachel, you know, Rachel Spillman, Yeah. And a bunch of friends. And this girl walks up to me, okay? And she goes, you don't know who I... She's like, hey, Mel. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, and you know everything was cool. And then she was like, you don't remember me, right? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. And she was <laughs> like, well, do you remember back at um, Tombaleo where I used to DJ? Wow,
0: Tombaleo. Off, yeah, uh, yeah. She walked up tracks. to me.
1: She walked up to me and she said, you know, do you remember when I asked you to, like, I was bugging you like crazy about playing a certain song? And, then, and then you said, like, some of the meanest crap ever to me. And I was just like, no. <laughs> I said so much mean crap. You know, and <laughs> I'm, then not, was- not, like, me being who I am now, you yeah. know, like, I was really embarrassed. And I grabbed her hand. And I held her hand with both of my hands, and I looked at her. I was like, "I'm really sorry, you know i I don't remember that. Wow, but she it really does held it, that. and it doesn't really surprise me if I did, you know. But I'm really sorry, you know. Like I'm totally not like that anymore, you know what I mean? No, wow. really.
0: I, no, I mean, look, I will I'll applaud you for that. No, seriously. no,
1: no, no. Honestly, and like you know, she and then we just started talking for a long time. We're totally it was totally cool. And then I bought like she didn't want to drink; she wanted a bottled water, so I bought her a bottled water and. Tombaleo,
0: that's how. That's like seven years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, At like least. yeah, it was like from ninety. Wait, wait, not ninety of uh, two thousand two. Like no, o five to o seven, o six, something like that. Yeah, like, um, yeah. Cause no, it, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like o three. No, no, no. O four to o six or o seven, something like that. Because yeah.
0: they had the alarm there for a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Wow. Blast from the past, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, she really held on to that. Yeah, I you know, recognize and, you.
1: Dude, and she was, like, she was as sweet as you can be. Yeah. And, like, just looking, you know, like, I handle it much more differently now. You know what I mean? Well, with the years of experience yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and just that and just learning a lot about myself and just the world and not to get all deep on anyone. But, yeah, just how I, you know, respond and react to things. You know what I mean? Because a yeah. lot of times... It's not really them. It's me. You know what I mean? So, like, now when people request stuff, it's like, I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, It's you, you know, it's not, like, you have to kind of look at it a little more deeply than, okay, there's this person that's just trying to bug me when, right when I'm about to mix a record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't look at it that way. It's like, you got to also think about, like, you know, maybe they really want to hear this song. I mean, like, maybe they, have and I get it sometimes, like, you know, some of these folks have, like, they listen to that song in the car on the way to work. They heard the song, like, or they listened to the song in their cubicle at work, and then on the way That's home,
0: their song, and they're like, "This yeah. is what puts me in a good mood." And yeah. I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, so yeah, will.
1: yeah. And you know, they probably listened to it when they were getting ready to go to, to go out, and then when they on the way to the club, you know what I mean. So it's like, I get it, you know. But sometimes, like, you know, and you have to realize that everyone's not like you. No one's even thinking about like things in terms of BPM. Or feel of music or genre. They don't know anything. Like a lot of those folks don't know None anything. That, about they that. don't.
0: And they that, you know, I I know that I am very particular and very yeah. make, I, I know that about myself. And uh I think that um I I, I kind of make myself No, not make myself, I like to I like to practice that. That's just a thing I do. And I, I like to practice, okay, well. If I was the DJ right now, what would I play next? I actually played a little game with uh, Erica. Uh, did you want to be her?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: At, at uh, the W this week, where it was the end of the night, she, she was like, all right, what do you want to hear? And in my mind, I'm going, okay, uh, you're going at 95 right now, uh, 95 BPM. What other song kind of sounds like this, but it's a totally different one. Yeah. So I'm 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 doing that exercise on my own, yeah. which I, I love to do. 'Cause I know I won't be a DJ. But yeah. <laughs> but it it's I, I realize that not everybody, you know, does that. They're like, you know, I'm out, I wanna have a good time, I hear all my friends, there's a song I love, you know, I'd like to hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I get that, you know. And then there's a lot of times when like when you know, there are a lot of people there that are drunk and like once you're drunk, like tact completely goes out the window. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it really does. And, and I understand that as well, you know, that a lot of times, like, some of these folks, you know, they'll act a certain way, you know, because of that. But, like, but you don't get to see them during the day, you know what I mean, when they're sober. They're probably, like, maybe the sweetest. I'm sure. Kindest, yeah, friendliest people ever, you of know. Of course. But, you know, like, I, I understand. But, like, I think in order to kind of, like, just negate, like, that craziness when they're drunk, you know, and they come at you all kind of irrational almost uh-huh. that you can't even you, you can't even return that in kind because it just perpetuates it, you know what I mean it almost kind of escalates it like that one time that you the the moment you want to mention back in the day it's it was almost like that it was like, okay, you know what like this sucks, yeah, yeah, or, <laughs> you want I, to you dance. Know, yeah, yeah, and you know, and i you know, and I perpetuated it by. Being an asshole and playing a Metallica song, you know what I mean? I loved it. I'm sorry. No, no, I, dude, I, no like, dude, I, dude, I love that song. I love, you know, Master of Puppets, you know what I mean? Like, I know. I'll, 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 dude, I'll play that all day, every day. And it was awesome because the girl was just kind of like in shock. You yes, know what I mean? and
0: actually, I, I, know, I don't know if you saw, but it was one of those moments, you, you see how in, in movies, there's a song playing, and then you hear the record skip kind yeah. of thing, and every, well, as soon as you drop Master of Puppets, like the club stopped yeah, and everybody went. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you're just standing there with drums crossed, like, yeah, I ain't talking to this bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to get him kicked out. I'm gonna talk to the bar, to the
1: to the to Mike over there at the bar. I'm trying to get him out of here. Yeah, and like the guys who were really into it were the bartenders. Oh yeah, they loved it. You know. Also um, oh, did I, man? Yeah. That, that shit was. But classic. But you know, I tried to handle it, you know everything like not just you know not just. You know, request you know people requesting stuff just like with people. I just deal with people like that in general now. You know, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, you know, I just you just got to kill them with kindness. Is that's what it is? I mean, because it's a lot easier than than being being you know a, an asshole. So, you
0: so if you wanted to like give advice to uh, you know DJ who's starting out, you know, in, in Austin or wherever, uh, like how to how to handle this stuff? Why would you like requests? Yeah. And how like in a way, um, you know, like like you said, there there's a lot of uh when you when you first started, there was a lot of I don't want to say anger, but like someone came wrong at you, so you came, you know, wrong at them like from from the from the bat. And so uh if I'm a new if I'm DJing I'm only I've only been doing it for a couple of years, I'm picking up gigs left and right, people seem to like, you know, what I play. And yet, you know, I have to deal with drunk people, you know, people coming at me with their with their iPhones and saying, "Hey, yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah." So, what what would you?
1: I mean, you have to re- you say. I mean, you have to realize that's a, a it's kind of an occupational hazard, you know, that you have to deal with people like that. You know, mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's just a given, you know. Like there will be nights when no one will ever request anything, and that's awesome. And there'll be a lot. Of, there'll be nights when you'll have people coming at you left and right, and, like, their timing is impeccable. You know what I mean? I've experienced that where it's like it always works out that way. They will come up right on the bar that you're about to mix the next track on, you know? <laughs> it's, like, crazy. It's, like, I don't know how it works out. It's, like, something in the universe or something where the timing, it just, like, they walk up right when you're about to mix in a record, you know? And it's just one of those things you just have to embrace. that, that That's just the way it is. Like, you can you could, like, Handle it two ways. You can make it easy or you can make it hard. And that's just as, that's all I have to say. You know, (laughs) you can make it easier or you can make it hard. You know, it's like, I'm trying not to like, you know, um, upset anyone or escalate anything. I just want things to be like, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about music, right? right? Right, right. It's about having fun and having a good time. You know what I mean? You know, like, there's just so much about like, you know, like, DJing and, like, how competitive it is now mm-hmm. and, and, like... Yeah, it's gotten uh,
0: really, really... Yeah,
1: really competitive and, like, um people having very strong opinions about any aspect and any and every aspect of music when, when you want to really think about it, it's, like, it's just about music and having fun. That's basically what it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, um yeah, that's totally what it is, you know? I was telling someone, you know, yeah, today, you know, about, about music in general, about like, okay, like if there's an artist that I can't stand, you know what I mean? That I personally don't like, Uh I don't hate them, but I don't like, someone else will love them. So you you gotta have the record? You know what's up? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about music in general, you know, (laughs) you know, about how, you know, like I'm just talking about how music is supposed to be about like fun and escapism and whatever. And it's like. You know, like, back in the day, I used to be so opinionated about certain artists. I'm like, oh, whatever, that, whatever. Whoever listens God. to that, like, is whatever, you know what I, I don't, mean? I don't play any Kanye West. You know, or, <laughs> or, or anything like that. But when you realize that what you might not like, someone completely loves, you know what I mean? And, like, almost to the point where, like, you know, they listen to it and they kind of close their eyes, you know, and they're singing along to it. Uh-huh. That might not be your cup of tea, but that's making that person happy, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you, you so you're saying t-
0: to be a DJ, you have to you have to love music first and foremost.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just talking about that in general. Like, just I think that because some
0: some DJs get in the game just to you know to be that that guy that you saw uh, way back in Colleen They just you know rock stars.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, and that's the other thing that you know I was like, well, I was talking to Four Color Zach about this right. yesterday over you know over l- uh, Excuse me, over lunch, and um. About how, like, maybe the intentions of DJs, like when they, like, DJs from back in the day Uh who started, like, in the 90s or whatever, or even way before that, I think their intentions might be maybe slightly different from some of the kids that are starting now. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't start back, like, in 88 or whatever, like, in my mom's room, bedroom. Or my room and my parents' house with (laughs) the yeah yeah I I I did yeah I was DJing in my mom's room but anyways (laughs) you know um I had no intention of like wanting to be anything you know what I mean I just did it because I loved music and I was completely fascinated by the mechanics and everything of DJing you know I I was like wow this is a really cool thing you know Uh and then I just kept doing it and then these things just kind of happened you know I think now it's like with the day with in this day and age of these like young producer kids putting out these hot remixes and then getting a lot of shine and then boom like they get representation and then they're picking up these gigs and they kind of DJs are rock stars now. Yeah, and they and they and they're playing big festivals. Yes. And they've never really played in front of people. And like but then again like it's funny because like those 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 DJs are influencing a bunch of other kids they are like, okay, oh, I wanna be that dude. I wanna I wanna be on a stage doing the Jesus pose in uh, front of like three thousand screaming fans. Oh man, no. Yeah. But I'm not saying that everyone's doing that. Because yeah, yeah. there's also like young kids that are on some turntable of stuff that will just I mean are just killing it. Yeah. You know, they they're definitely they're definitely staying true to the art form, you know? So you're so what? How would you define it?
0: Define what? D, a DJ. What's the what's the DJ's role? I know it's it, it sounds very cheesy and generic, but how would you how would you
1: define it? Well, I think you're there to kind of like make a connection with with the audience. Okay, um, by any by any means necessary. Uh-huh. You know, you're there to 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 like help them have a good time. And like, and to connect with them through music, you know? um, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, um, that's your job. That's your job is to like, you know, take care of the, take care of, you know, take care of the crowd, Mm -hmm. please them, please the person that gave you the opportunity to play. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and if you continue to do that, then more things will come along. I think
0: that's a great segue uh, to my next topic, uh, you got to DJ for the president, yes, Mr. Barack
1: Obama. How many times? Um, I, I DJed the Democratic uh, National Convention. I think in um, I think September of uh 2012, and then after that, um, after that, I played um election night at um yeah. at Obama HQ in Chicago, and then after that, I played um. I played the inaugural ball, uh, the 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 inaugural the inaugural staff ball, and then um, I played the uh, the the California Democrats uh, inaugural event during the inauguration weekend. Also, I DJed National Day of Service, so that was like four events during the inauguration weekend. Wow! And then yeah, and then I played the Easter Egg Roll. That's crazy! I mean, there's
0: only I don't know. Like on the, on one hand, how many DJs got to do that? So how how did it happen? They call you up. How did they find out about you anyway? I
1: mean, well, you know, are- okay. Well, here here's the deal. Like you know, um, I'm I'm friends with a guy who uh, works closely closely with the president. Oh, yeah, 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 and he handles like a lot of. It's all like, about who you know, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is yeah, it is about who you know, but it's also like doing doing good work helps yeah, of too. Course, of course, Being of good at what you definitely helps. You oh, know? yeah, I mean, if you gonna put a you word know, in. I mean, I will say this, you know, I don't ever brag about myself, but I don't suck. You know what I mean? So not sucking helps, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, take that whatever way you want. But, yeah, you know, like, my friend, like, had seen me DJ a bunch of times, you know, uh-huh. and, like, I would always bug him, you know, like, yo, dude, like, I've got to meet the president sometime soon, dude. You got to make it happen. <laughs> you're around, you're around this dude all the time, make it happen, and he would just kind of just laugh it off, like whatever, dude, uh-huh. you know. And then, um, and then he asked me, oh, you know, before even that, I did a few political events for him in California. Okay, I did the California Democratic like, uh, um, convention, like in Sacramento. Like I think I did it once or twice or whatever. And yeah, you know, it was fun, and you know, and I did good work for I, mean, I, I did a good job for him, you know, and. On the strength of that, that led to like you know, the you know, uh, the um, the DNC in Charlotte, and then which led to election night. And then so you
0: election. get a you get a phone call like uh, you know months before. No, no,
1: this is funny. The whole thing about Chicago election night was crazy, you know, because like I remember I was asleep on a, I think it was like a Saturday morning. I mean, it was like I I, I think I played somewhere the night before and I slept in. It was like two two p.m. and I I get this text from him he's like yo dude what are you doing i'm like uh waking up <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then he's like he's like what are you doing on uh, what are you doing this coming tuesday and i'm like uh i don't know <laughs> he's like do you want to do you want it, you want to come to chicago and play play for obama and i'm like uh yeah <laughs> you, uh what was i mean
0: that was the first text when you woke up you saw that
1: yeah no 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 we uh, he's like he said you know he woke i woke up to the text going He's like, hey, what, what are you doing? And then and we started the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, you know, do you yeah. want to come to Chicago and, and play for the president? Wow. And that was when? like, oh, I, That was two days, bef- like two or three days before, be- like that was Saturday. The election night was Tuesday or something like that. It mm-hmm. was like a few days before. before ele- so you how did you, like-
0: you get ready in two days?
1: Like the minute I said yes, he was already on it. You know what I mean? He was like, he arranged my flights. He arranged my room i was already there i mean i was there you know like
0: and you had uh someone someone was telling you hey you gotta play this yeah i mean yeah
1: he briefed me you know like i mean i mean first like you know i was somewhat already vetted you know because i already had done like, like a few political events right and so um he told me like he sent me he told me like he sent me an email saying okay You can't freestyle it at this event We're going to give you 40 songs Uh huh And you have to You have to stick to these songs Okay Uh huh And it was all inclusive You know It was like everything It was like a lot of cool stuff It was like everything All the cool stuff from every genre And every time period You know It was really cool Some Bruce Springsteen Springsteen Some Michael you, You know Some U2 Um just, uh, you know, all, you know, there's some country stuff that was in there, you know, that was cool. Nice. So they're like, you know, they, they, you know, and like when I got there, I think that's when they gave me the songs or no, that He he sent it to me beforehand. And so I walked into to like uh, the convention center. Right. And that's when I knew it was serious. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like all this stadium seating, you know, like these bleachers. International, national press corps, like hundreds of them, hundreds of them. I was like, Is that the crazy. biggest audience you ever had? I don't know. I mean, I've played festivals before. I mean, it's probably oh. the biggest. I mean, like, maybe like in, like, the what was in the house, which I heard was like 20 over, wait, no, over 10,000, maybe if, if not more. Uh-huh. And then the national audience on television, you know, nationally. Yeah. So that could have been, I don't know. But I remember walking into there going, Oh my God, like, this is gonna be weird. I I could tell it's gonna be awkward, you're you know. No, you were nervous as hell? Not really. Not really. You know why? Because when I walked in, um, you know, like we I walked in, I was like, I wonder who the sound techs are gonna be, the the front of house guys handling the sound. Right. I was like I, I was thinking, okay, it's it's gonna be some a bunch of guys I don't even know. And when I walked in there and I walked over to the front of house it was like my sound crew that does the sound for my stage that I run at Lollapalooza. So it's like, oh my god, what's up, guys? You know, it was like <laughs> it was like family. So I totally felt at ease, and they know me. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, nice, nice, man. So so um, we set up, and I you know, like they open doors opened, and I went through the you know I started going through the forty songs. I wasn't even mixing them. You know, I, I kind of mixed them. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. You know, and it took a while for it to go through all those songs. So, this, you know, the room started filling up, and then after like the second time, um, that's when the results started coming in. So by the third time, oh, by state, state by state, state by state. So, and then they would have to take. I would have to stop playing music so CNN could announce it or whatever, uh-huh. and 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 what have you. And then by the third time, towards the end. Of the third time I was, I think I was playing all those songs. I was about to run out of songs. That's when it was Obama. Pretty much won. He pretty much took so sign, seal, delivered. So yeah, I <laughs> they were like, you know, you play this, play that, or whatever. And then, um, and then he won. But it took a long time for Romney to concede. I heard it like, I heard he just didn't want to get. He just didn't want to like. Yeah, concede. It took a, over like an hour or something like that, and so that's when they were like. You know, like my buddy, you know, my buddy who like he the producer, you know, he's like he just radioed it in and he's like, just tell Mel to do whatever, you know, just just do his thing, but be very mindful about what he plays, you know? Right. So that's when I did my thing. You know what I mean? And I just I forgot what I played. It was just like so crazy. You know, I remember playing like twist and shout by you know, by you know, um by the Beatles, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that's such a happy, joyful party song. Plus, it, it was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where, like, in that movie, in the crowd in the movie, it's everybody from every, like, walk of life just at this parade dancing and singing along to the song and all that. And that's the way it looked at Obama HQ was everybody. And I played that, and everyone just went Bananas. The whole room went bananas. Wow,
0: that was that's that's dope. But what is? Did you have like certain songs if if a state went for Romney? No, another one. No, that wasn't even.
1: That wasn't even like. That wasn't even. That's funny because they never brought that up. Really? What, made, if Obama, what if Obama? if had lost? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I That's funny. I I think I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like you don't want to jinx it. You know, by going okay. Well, what if 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 the president loses, you know, like I didn't even ever want to bring that up. It was never brought up to me, you know, so. I mean, they're, they're pretty confident in those, when you see,
0: in those, uh, in those rooms, when you see it on TV, it's like, they always, you know, talk to officials and all that. Like, oh, we're going to win. It's going to be. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. So they don't want to, they don't even want to think about losing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it, not even like, yeah, that's not even on their mind. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're just, their eye is completely on the prize, you yeah, know, yeah. and so. Yeah, and then you know I just did my thing, and you know, and apparently, like everyone in the whole entire world saw it, or in the, at least in the United States, dude. You put you were on the map. You you put Austin on the map. Like, I mean, I you're part of history. Do you realize yeah, you this? Know, I guess, but it's funny because like the the in that room, uh-huh. in that room, like there were so many people that like cell phone coverage was next to nothing. You know? Yeah. So when the room cleared out my phone just like was like overheating it was just like vibrating like crazy text messages and emails of course
0: and, man that is huge
1: and i and it wasn't until i was able to go to get back to my room and i sat there on the bed and i looked at like all the like you know um mentions on twitter all the messages on twitter all my text text messages and then all my facebook messages and it was cool i mean like you know what? Like it's in a way, it still hasn't even like sunk in completely because I, because I kind of approached it like I approach everything. It's like this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. Like Four color, Zach and I yeah, were talking yeah. about that yesterday as well. That it gets to the point where like at first, when you're young and you first started DJing and you get your first big gig, it's a big deal, and you really get to take it in and you could like soak it in and really enjoy it. And when it gets to the point where you're busy. And touring a lot and whatever, you know, it's like it's it's like one thing to the next, and you don't really have time to think about it. Yeah, and, but I mean, some I, I don't know how
0: how you could top that. Oh, the Obama, yeah, dude, no, it, no really, play play at the UN, maybe. I
1: don't yeah, know. yeah, I mean, no, I mean, do there's moments when I do look back at it and I, I really smile. I'm really really happy. Like, I think the most important thing is that, you know. I made my mom and dad happy. You know what I you mean. Made,
0: you made a lot of people. In you know? Austin, everybody was talking about it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I was put really, us on the map, man. Yeah,
1: I was really stoked about it. And like, you know, I mean, that's the way I approached, you know, DJing. Especially when I go out of town, like I'm, I mean, I represent this city. You know what I mean? You do. I mean, we all do. Every DJ that travels represents this city. You know what I mean? When they go out of town, and they should also look at it like not only that they sh- you represent so much more than that. You represent. Your friends, your girlfriend, your family—all that you represent—all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, your city. So when you go out there, just don't go through the motions and just just kill it. Just yeah, kill it. Rep. Do what you do best and rep then... Texas and rep Austin. You know that's that's. that's, that's... I'm gonna clap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. I, that's the way I look Dude, at it. That's the way I look at it. That so. that
0: that is dope, man. That's not, very few people can say that, and that's. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be in that room. I I would have been. Very nervous. Oh yeah, I mean, just like what if it kind of goes like what if this happened and what if what if what if what yeah, if
1: yeah oh yeah I mean I, I mean like uh, you know on a uh, you know on you know on an extra note like or on yeah just a little thing about about election night dude I was like this close mm-hmm. like well folks if you're listening it it like less than a centimeter close to playing a UGK song I was like God should I do it. <laughs> Should I, I, should I play international players anthem? I'm so close to it. I was like, I had it there. I was like, I'm oh, queuing it. I was like, oh, no, no. I could only imagine like what kind of scandal it would be if I played that. You so know? You,
0: you did get to meet the president.
1: Yeah, I met him. I mean, I met um, the president and the first lady uh, during the inauguration. And that's a funny story. That's a very funny story. What did he say? So uh, during the inaugural ball, the first one, yeah, the the, action, the 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 big ball, um, the one of the producers of the event was like, hey, do you have any mixes or whatever that you could play, or a really long song? I'm like, uh, yeah, why? And she's like, well, the president would like to have his photo taken with you and the first oh, lady. He asked for it. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. And then I was DJing and you know, like you know, playing in between like you know Jamie Fox and Katy Perry and. Mm-hmm. and Usher and Far East Movement or whatever, and I was doing all that, and then all of a sudden, the, the producer comes up and taps me on the shoulder. She's like, you want your photo taken now? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, play that mix now. And she goes, now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just like, whoop, just cut the music and just played that mix, and I ran off. And like, this this the the convention or the whatever center, the, the, the convention center that the, um, the inauguration was being held at, Was huge. It was like two. It was like length of two football fields. It was massive. So I go backstage behind the curtain, and I start running because she told me to run. So I'm running my ass off, like basically a hundred yards. You know, football fields length. Yeah. The one thing you never do is run towards the president if he's anywhere (laughs) near you. Secret service I world. made that mistake. And I was running, and then out of the shadows, dude, wham! These dudes with headsets like, What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, to I'm pres- to take my picture. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um I you know, you know how you lose the cool in your voice when course. you're around you're around these like dudes that like that could just crush you with their finger, like, uh nothing. Um, I'm about to meet the uh the president, I'm about to get my photo taken with him. And then this producer this producer walks up. Oh, he's cool. He's one of the DJs here, you know. Like, and then he's like, okay. And so, All right, you have Clemens. We have Clemens. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then, I, and then I walked up to like the, the the photo booth they had, and um, and then <laughs> waiting. Awesome. It was I was breathing. I, like, I'm so out of shape. I'm like, you're huffing, breathing, you're sp- sweaty. I was like, <sighs> and I was breathing like crazy. And then, like, two people were in front of me, like these two cast members from that show, Glee. No. And then, really,
0: they get to go before
1: you. Yeah, no, no, because they were waiting in line because <laughs> oh. they got there, but before, but in front of them was Alicia Keys and Swizz, Swizz Beatz. Swizz yeah, yeah. So I was like nerding out, and I was watching them. They were nerding out, both of them. They were like, "Oh my god, we're about to meet the president!" You know, like this is Alicia Keys, like just nerding out. You know, wow. So like they get their photo taken. The Glee cast, they get their photo taken, and then I walk up like, <sighs>
0: "So, I said, thank you, Mr.
1: President." And, and then, and then, and then, Michelle's like, Michelle Obama's like, uh, "So, who are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm Mel. I'm like, I'm DJing here." And she's like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome!" And and like, they come on over here, and they're like, "Um," and I just stood in between them, you know, and that was it, you know. And they took the photo, and then I had to run back, you know. Barack said anything to you? No, no, he like, dude, it was just, you know, I, I shook, you know. Shook his hand, and in. I shook Michelle's, and then I took my, you know, I took the photo, and, and that was it. There was no time for me to kind of chit chat with them, and I had to run back because I was, I was supposed to be DJing, you know. So, yeah, it was cool. That's a funny Dude. story. Like but the <laughs> secret, the, the Secret Service is no joke, folks. I'm telling you right now. Club security, cops, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that, these See, guys, this, these guys don't play. These guys are like serious, serious. That's dope, man. I, I don't know what... <laughs> yeah. It was cool. It was a great well, experience. Well, congrats, man. Seriously, this is uh, definitely
0: a huge achievement. You got what you wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really thankful, you know. Um, I really am, you know. Um, yeah, it was just funny. And just, just and like just the response after that, you know, just from... You know, agents and stuff like that and like just random like has it been has it gotten better as far as bookings after that? Well, yeah, I mean like I could ask what I want and people don't kinda like go whatever, you know, they're like or just Yeah, yeah you know, like, They they don't they I'm, don't I'm make What's up? they don't make the beatbox noise, you like you know, like <laughs> they don't do that anymore, you know. I mean I could I can get like, you know, a a pretty decent booking fee, but yeah, you know, um you know, like, you know even like just the stuff that happened after all that just like, you know, random, you know, um, people, whether they were, you know, booking agents or talent agencies or or like, you know, like a television network, you know, um, approaching me and and asking me to, you know, um, to be involved in whatever they were doing. You know, I mean,
0: shit. Next up, you know, play at the Grammys party. No, no, the...
1: it was nothing like that. Like, you know, I'll, I'll say there was one. It was like it was VH1. They were on me, like, right after election night. They found my Facebook and started blowing me up there. They started, and then um, I responded, and then I gave them my email. Mm -hmm. And then they started blowing up my email, and they saw my phone number on the signature, and they started calling me a lot. And so basically, it was, like, for that show, uh, Master of the Mix.
0: Oh. Yeah, which JCO
1: won, which I'm so glad I was never part of it because the competition like like Vajra and JCO, and there were a lot of good DJs on there. There's no way I would have lasted on that show. I would have been eliminated very quick. But, yeah, they were just really wanting me to be involved in it, and I did a bunch of phone interviews. I did a Skype interview and all that kind of stuff. And in a way, I guess I, you know, I kind of gave off the vibe that I didn't really want to be on it, you know? Because yeah. I didn't really want to, you know? Like, I just didn't want to because I was afraid that, um, you know, that... You know how like those shows will make someone look like a villain? You know what I mean? Or they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> yeah, take yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you say out of context. You know, then so, uh, everywhere online if you put a blogging about you. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, I asked the you know, um, Rich Medina, um, who was on I think season I think he was on the first season or the second season. I can't remember, but I asked him. I was like, Hey, you know, what was your experience like and whatever? And, you know, he just kind of gave me some advice and I just kind of took it from there and And if they were to call me, then I would be ready, you know? But yeah, I think just me kind of like giving off that vibe that I didn't want to be involved, you know? I, you know, I think that was like the reason why it it never, it, they kind of changed their tune because they were just like on me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you know. Well, nice.
0: Well, thank you. I want to, on behalf of, uh, Austin, I'm not the mayor or anything, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for for doing for doing what you're doing, and uh, doing great job at it too. I mean, seriously, when I say when I tell people, hey, uh, tonight whatever DJ Mels playing, whether it's Rock the Cosba, whether it's Nasties, whether it's in anything you do, uh, I always always tell people, you know what's up. I mean you did our 1 year anniversary and that was great man.
1: Yeah, that was fun. You know, um I just keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, that's just basically it. I just you know, I think if you just work hard, I think that's when things start that to don't happen. Pay off. I mean, yeah. who would have known you
0: started at your let me get this right, at your mom's at your parents' house, your room at your parents' house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Started from like in my bedroom.
0: Yes, and ended up at the inaugural ball. Yeah, it's wow. pretty
1: crazy, isn't it?
0: Yep. All right, then so let's play a little game before we get out of here. The instant feed- feedback. So close your eyes. Don't think,
1: don't think too much, man. This is so easy. Do I have to immediately respond? Can I think yeah. of oh god. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's the first thing that pops in your head. I'll give you a couple All right. of seconds. All right. Those are pretty easy. Uh ready? Sure. Topo Chico. Delicious. <laughs> so good. You're I, like this. You should be a spokesperson.
1: Man, no, for no. I, I actually have been talking to, to uh one of the guys from Topo Chico.
0: Dude, that that, yeah, that I, is good. I discovered it uh this year, a few months ago,
1: well, actually. Dude, like I'll be I'll be honest with you, like my 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 old girlfriend, she used to drink it all the time. And like I was like, what's up with that drink? You know what I mean? Like I was like, what is up with that? And And then I would sip it like, ugh, you know, I didn't like it. And then it wasn't until like years later, I'm like, man, this thing, I'm like, I'm addicted. Like, what's regular water? I don't know what regular water is. (laughs) I just drink. I have a faucet. What is that? What is that? What is that coming out of it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so good. All right. Next up, um, Nasties. Home. All right. Next up, uh, go to song to make people dance. Oh, dude. Come on, just that is the pick.
1: hardest. I know, hardest. It's called what association? So hardest, dude. Uh, that dude, one. That's a tough one, dude. I know. I don't know, man. Um, like right off the top of my head, yeah. That's so difficult, dude. Like I can't think. Like I'm just, I'm drawing a blank, dude. I'm just like, uh, dude. There's, so... <laughs> dude. There's so many songs. I wanted,
0: I wanted to, to, st- I, wanted to st- I wanted to stop you on this. <laughs> that's why I put it in there, dude. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's so, that, was my that,
0: bad. that was my That was my That was my That was my nah, That's, okay, no, that's was a okay. stupid prank. I knew it was going to stop you, so oh, I put it so in. I stumped,
1: there. okay. All right. Uh
0: 78704.
1: That's the only zip code you can mess with, man. That's the only <laughs> the I mean no, don't get me wrong. I love Austin as a whole. I just think that there's just something about 04 like dude, like every there's like all these great neighborhoods around Austin, you know. I've lived in East Austin. I've lived downtown, like in the middle of downtown, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I live in 04, you know, and... um, People are proud of that area. I am, man. I I mean, I I really like it. I mean, it's like, it's one of the few areas that's not, doesn't feel like it's gentrified, you know what I mean? And still kind of maintains that feel of Austin, you know? Yeah, there's like a bunch of dope restaurants popping up all over the place in that area. But at least in my part of my neighborhood, Mm -hmm. it still feels like like it still feels like Austin. I mean, you know, it, it really does. It doesn't, you know, I don't have crazy traffic in my neighborhood. Um, there's just nothing but, like, you know, people walking their dogs and riding bikes, and it's just chill.
0: Man, if I didn't work up here, I would live down there in a heartbeat, seriously.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, like, I mean, dude, where you live is great, too. I mean, you're, like, kind of in the hills and, like, in the woods and there's, like, deer running around and, like, I was bugging out when I was driving <laughs> out here. I was like... <laughs> I didn't even know this even existed you know i'm not I'm not gonna put you on front street and tell everyone where you live, but dude, it's you know like that's what's so great about Austin, you know what I mean you can have this and then drive like less than five minutes away you're like and it's completely different, you know yeah. what I mean yeah
0: cool, cool, I think uh that's all I got. I want. I, I always throw one in there just to throw people off, dude. You know, I, I was do.
1: like, I was stumped. Like it's like saying something like, "What's your favorite food?" Or I asked. I know, asked. Or, uh,
0: um, I don't know if it was Chris Doss or Kellen I asked, I asked him about Syria, and <laughs> you asked Kellen about Syria. I just said, "Yeah, Syria." Syria, what? like the country. Yeah, there was a whole thing going on. Oh I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, and then another one. I said Obamacare, and just to see what they would say first. know, like, what, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, well that's all I got. Uh you have any plugs, shout outs you want to do? Where can people find you? Uh um, how can people keep up with you?
1: Yeah, um well you can find me at on Twitter, it's at DJ Mel or Instagram at um DJ Mel Takes Picks, P I C S. And um I play at Nasty's every Monday and all sorts of random gigs around town. I think the uh I think there's um there's some upcoming gigs around town, but the only one that, could, that I could think of that's really significant is another Hall & Oates show at ACL Live, and I'm actually playing after. Again. Oh, the
0: 11th hour or so, whatever?
1: Yeah, so throwing another Rock the Casbah there. When is that? And that's like in February. I think it's like, um, it might be the last weekend of February.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I let people know when yeah. you... When you uh get all that out I'll, I'll put it up anything for new
1: years and are playing new years I'm playing yeah I'm I'm going to Washington DC to play Oh yeah but it's not for the president oh but it's for the people <laughs> that work for the president so
0: Nice man yeah look at you and you, you have a SoundCloud too right
1: Yeah yeah so it's like I don't I don't even know what what the URL is I'm so bad like I don't know if it's the DJ Mel or if it's just DJ Mel but it's just it's up there there's a bunch of random randomness there so
0: Yeah just search for and you you'll find it Anyway, uh, as far as what's coming up, uh, I mean, it's it's, it's uh, by the time I post this, it'll be it's Christmas time and New Year's around the corner. There's a lot of stuff going on in town. Of course, you go downtown. There's a you know party at uh, Parkside. You know, there's a party over at um, at Frank. Uh, so it's kind of hard to recommend anything for New there, Year's because there's, there's a lot. There's going so up. much.
1: Yeah. I mean, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. New Year's is New Year's is kind of hard, you know what I mean? Because, like, there's all these great events and there's, like, all all the great DJs that live here in Austin are, are doing something, you know? But also, you're competing with house parties. I think house parties are where it's at.
0: I at. Totally, think those, those are way those more Those are the
1: best, man. Get like, with some sorry.
0: people, get, yeah. you know, get some drinks and then just do it up. Have, you know, some mixes here and there. If you, if you find a DJ that's dope, too. But I think house parties are, are the best.
1: Uh, yeah, dude. Your place is definitely, like, ripe for a house party, dude. Hell no,
0: with all those old people
1: around me. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I try
0: to get arrested, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks so much for listening. Thank you, DJ Mail.
1: I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy
0: New Year. Happy New Year. All the best. Uh, you can, uh, you know, make sure you share this, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, comment. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. We're on iTunes. So just look up uh, Feedback uh, Podcast, and uh, it will come up in your search. And uh, that's all I got. So thanks again. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Nothing crazy. Yeah, go ahead. Go crazy. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Ciao. Till next year.